Which Pokemon do you feel is the most just like Pokemon? Of all the Pokemon. Um, okay. The most Pokemon out of Pokemon. Yeah. The the most Pokemon of Pokemon. Who do you I think? would go ahead. <laughs> okay. Mm. The most Now, Pokemon. default answer, I feel like, should be, like, one of the mascot ones. But I think that's too, that's an easy cop out. Well, what do you mean? I think I have a great answer for this. Okay. Infernape. Infer- Infernape is based off of Sun Wukong, uh, a mythical figure in... Yeah. in uh, that makes it pretty Pokemon. But it's also an animal. That they've assigned typing to, mm-hmm. and while still retaining that like origin of Sun being Kong. the Monkey King, hmm. and they just give it the firefighting type. I think I think that's pretty emblematic of what they do as a whole, or like Golduck. <laughs> Golduck, I could see be, that, <laughs> that is a very because it's, it's based Pokemon. on a Kappa, right? But also but like because Pokemon friendly. are also powerful, and Psyduck doesn't really have power. <laughs> eh. I don't um, know. I do feel like they wasted the cap of potential on Golduck, though. But they still li- did it. A little bit. You said not including starters? Mm, uh, no, I never said anything. Oh, Mas- um, mascots. Mascots. I feel mascots are the easy, like Pikachu, Eevee, like easy say, yeah. cop-outs. Um, mm, well, when, you see, when you see the Pokemon, you're like, wow, <laughs> that makes sense here. Girafferig is a good answer. Girafferig, one of my I least s- favorite Pokemon. I but. say Girafferig because you know it's a it's a palindrome on the name and like like physically it's kind of like yeah I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's unique. I, I'm kind of with you as well, but like <laughs> Wobbuffet. Wobbuffet is pretty good. <laughs> the one that's popping in my head right now is all of the the Poly Pokemon. So like Poly. Uh, oh, uh, Porygon. Po- no, no, no. Oh, uh, Polyrath, like Politoed. That's. Uh, like that little That's line good. of Pokemon because they they like look like pocket monsters. I don't know. Right. Okay. Like, like it's okay. like it's like, it's very like Japanese. You could look at that and be like, I could see that in anime. Um, and that but they're also very like. I mean, Rhyhorn. But Rhyhorn looks like it could be an actual animal. Okay. But they're, they're not I like see. a monster. I see. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a or which very one, good criteria. Which one stands, Rhyhorn or Rhydon? Rhydon is the one that stands. Okay. That's what I meant. It's oh. uh, the first Pokemon. That one I could still see being like a real animal. Okay, though. that's fair. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> myself. <laughs> I'd say, but <laughs> but I mean, if it was like an animal you saw every day, it'd be the same thing as looking at rhino. Like, sure, fair I'm enough. still <laughs> myself, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a normal kind of myself. rhino outside this studio. I'd myself. Yeah, oh, honestly, sure. <laughs> I think hippos are much scarier than. Oh, rhinos. they hippos are. are hippos freaking, are tanks. Dude. I want to see a fight between a hippo and a rhino. Um, I don't. <laughs> I would go ahead and give it to the rhino because it has a weapon, and uh, depends basic, on. The, I would hippos. say depends on the terrain, right? Because if it's True, if it's water, yeah, the rhino's go. done. True. If it's swamp, the rhino's done. But like the hippo's main strategy is to swallow whole. So anything smaller, yeah, anything I'll, bigger than it, it's, yeah, it, it's true. based like off super of intimidation. Jaws. What the, else? The hippo gets type countered. <laughs> anything else? <laughs> hippo Teeth? gets type countered <laughs> by Rhino. <laughs> oh that's, uh, that's a good point. Uh, welcome to Raz Dazzle, podcast yeah, about yeah. video games and pop culture <laughs> with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jerry. I'm Patrick. How's Song Guy Joe? I'd be afraid of hippos, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Delta episode 19? I have stopped keeping count at this Let's point. Let's see. I'm going to look at the last one. <laughs> You're getting so bad at this. I'm going to look at the last one and then base it off of that. We if should we've probably lost count like, along the way, 
then uh, we're screwed. We should probably like realize what number it is before, before we start. We start the episode. It is nineteen. Yes. Okay. I got it. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, because yeah. it's the seventh and twelve months in a year. Blah blah blah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I totally do math. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> yeah, I totally did not become a journalist to, to, to avoid do math. math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, as per usual, Deltas, we're here to discuss what has been happening this past month. Um, who wants to start? Uh, I will go. Okay. Um, I got two things, so I'll come back around for my second thing. Okay. Taco Sorry, Bell Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, first thing, uh, I recently moved, uh, which Ooh, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, uh, gave me the opportunity to have a larger room. A larger room means the uh, VR headset that mostly just sits and collects dust mm. can finally be used without punching my walls. <laughs> uh, so I've been playing a lot of VR games recently. It's been really fun. Uh, just last night, I downloaded a bunch of custom songs and mods for Beat Saber. Okay. Um, so tonight, I'm probably going to be like really just rhythm gaming it up. What's your favorite song uh, to do? You know, well, I got a lot of new ones. Uh, but I would say I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Flashbang. It's not an actual song. Skrillex? No, no, no. Oh. It's not an actual song. It is literally just uh, a you enter the level in Beat Saber, mm-hmm. and a voice come from CSGO goes, Flashbang out! And then, bang, everything's just white <laughs> on my screen. You just can't you only see white as if you were hit by a flashbang, and then the song ends. You don't even hit a single block, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So cool. Sounds fun, man. <laughs> I love that one for just like uh, somebody's on the headset for the first time. They're like, what song should I play? I'm like, you should do Flashbang. That one's really fun. <laughs> it's just blinding white screen. Love it. If you could put any song on Beat Saber, what would it be? I would put Rasputin, like rah, rah, oh, that's Rasputin. that's definitely already there. I feel that would, that would be very be. fun, I think. Um, I got uh, a bunch of remixes for video game songs, one of them being the Wii Shop theme and one of them being the Wii Sports <laughs> theme. And so far, those have been pretty bangers. Well, if I want a real answer, I'm going to go with the, the Wii Sports remix that I have. Fair. Okay. Uh, I'd probably put... See, I've never played Beat Saber, so I don't really like know the full ins and outs, but I guess that doesn't matter. Does it? Do you hit the blocks on the beat um, or does it go with the melody? Yes and no. Like, okay. for, it depends. Uh, in a song, you'll have both. You'll also have some songs that go with like the 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 stressed syllables on a person's words. Hmm. So if the words of the song are like the person saying like la dot 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 dot, and then there will be oh, blocks oh, like okay. that. Um, um, then Sephiroth's theme. Sephiroth's definitely, theme. definitely. Um, one <laughs> way to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so fun, I think. Okay. Yeah. But now a remix version or just the actual the actual thing? Theme? No, okay. you can't you can't touch it. You can't touch it. Okay. <laughs> it's already a perfect song. I don't know because Beat Saber is such like a dance type game that I feel like if it's like because that's very not dancey. What? Sephiroth's what? theme? You're gonna say you can dance to Sephiroth's you theme? You can make a dance to what? Uh, One Winged Angel, definitely. Jared. Uh, busts a move when he busts into the boss room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so VR stuff. I've also, I, I beat Boneworks and I'm going to do a second playthrough soon. Uh, Boneworks is a game made by Stress Level Zero. They're, uh, one of, I would say, one of the games putting out, one of the companies putting out the most like VR bangers. Uh, oh, I see. They released Boneworks, Duck mm. Season. Their first game was Hover Wabbit Jumpers. Season. Uh, no, Duck Season. Wabbit Season. Duck Season. Wabbit Season. Duck Season. <laughs> Um, 
And, and they're just really good games because not only do they just use VR in a way that's intuitive and fun, um, but they also have, like, really, really deep storylines that mm. are told in, like, a non-direct way. Because mm. I'm used to video games these days being like, haha, here is the story, it is in your face, and you can't <laughs> skip this unless you oh skip God. everything. But we rarely get games that do the storytelling like Half-Life did, right? <sighs> Where Half-Life tells the story when you're just walking around and doing your thing. Um, there's no cutscenes, and then if somebody's talking to you and you just want to blow them over, most of the time, you, or a lot of the time, you can. Um, I think of, uh, as a good example, Hyperlight Drifter. Hyperlight Drifter as God. well. Uh, and then it's also... It's a terrible example, Catherine Full Body. It drip feeds you the story. Like like most animes, they like retell what the hell's happening. Oh, uh, I see. Multiple times. No, in I, a different way. I think that's an Atlas thing, because they do that in Persona <laughs> as well. <laughs> um... But yeah, I've been, I've been really having fun with Boneworks. I also kind of ruined the experience for myself, though, because I wanted to see everything, quote-unquote. Mm. So I would, uh, one, <clears throat> rush through fights, which meant I couldn't do all of the fun things that the fights allowed me to do, which I ended up seeing later. Like, one one part of the game, there's a room where there's just a bunch of zombies literally raving. They have head, they have VR headsets on, and they're just banging their heads up and down. Um, and then you have to, like, fight them to get through the room. Um, I went about it super tactically. I had a bunch of guns, and I was, like, shooting them, and I just mowed them down, basically. But it wasn't as fun as when I rewatched, when I was hopped on YouTube later, and I saw somebody hold down the slow-mo button the whole time <clears throat> and go pure k- kunais. So either you, you're able to buy kunais a little earlier in the level, and this dude legit just two, two kunais, super slow-mo, dodging zombie punches while stabbing them in the face over and over. I'm like, wow, that looks really fun. Uh-huh. I shouldn't have just shot them. I should have like like gotten some melee weapon, just got in there. Then what's the replayability? Uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm going to do in my next playthrough. Is it, but like, is it fun to replay? Uh, I would say so. Because also there is a lot of stuff that you kind of start getting. There's a lot of story stuff that I think you only get the more you replay the game. Because okay. so, what, like I said, the story's really deep, and there's like logs that you can read. Which again, my mistake, I didn't read them, and I just tossed them all to the side every <laughs> single time I saw them. Every time somebody would hop onto one of the screens to talk to my character, uh, I would just blow it off as well. Mm. So I missed out on a lot of the story until I like Googled it later. Gotcha. Uh, but it, it's a deep story. It goes along with their previous game, Duck Season, um, and it's. I don't want to say anything about it just because it's something that I think anybody who's curious about should try at some point. But Stress Level Zero is doing a type of storytelling that I don't see games doing a lot, where the story is told in the details of the environment, which Mm. is not something we get a lot anymore because, frankly, it's really hard. I was looking at some of, like, the notes. uh, Some YouTube guy did, like, a summary of some of the story. And I was looking at some of the notes from the guy who's in charge of the story, Alex. And it's like... Oh man, it's it's a it's time travel type stuff. It's uh, like complicated. It's it's great, but also it's it leads to when you're playing the game, you know that you're just part of one small thing. The mm-hmm. whole whole game of Boneworks is you are one part of a much larger story being told. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think finding that out by watching these videos and also like remembering the the certain points of when I played, it's like dang. There is something here. This has the potential of being a really good just series because mm. it's Boneworks, it's Duck Season. They're already working on two other games, which are going to also kind of follow so the this. Other, so the follow, or I'm sorry, the sequel to Duck Season is Rabbit Season. No, it's Duck Season. 
<laughs> but uh, that's all I'll say. If you if you're a fan of environmental storytelling, if you like the Half Life games, if you like the Portal games, although the Portal's games less so. Oh my but god, still you so, reminded me of something. Yeah. Uh, check uh, and you have a VR headset. Check out Boneworks. Check out Duck Season. Preferably in the opposite order. So Duck Season then Boneworks. <laughs> uh, the, they're just really really good games at doing this sort of environmental storytelling. You'll never have a cutscene, which is. Or technically, you do. You but are also living you in the cutscenes. You are living the cutscenes. I love that. Um, Have you played um, uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum VR? No, I have not. Do it. I, I don't it's like. Good. I don't like playing the ported VR games because a lot of oh. times they're not. Like I played, I, so I played Fallout Four it. VR and I played Skyrim VR, and those two just kind of suck. But also, maybe we could blame Bethesda for that. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. That's those are the ones that I've played. That I don't are like, know. I don't know if it's called Arkham or something. Like, it's not like the hack and slash. Um, oh, also the Subnautica VR. VR. It doesn't work on my headset though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's called Batman cool. Arkham VR. You should. You should. I'll check it, it out. I'll you check it out. Try it. That's dangerous because I would actually be convinced that I was Batman. It's cool. My it's grip really, on reality is already It's really, really cool, man. <laughs> it gives you like, it's not an action game. It's a detect like. You're oh, it's a Batman. Detective yeah, game. you're a detective ding. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, sleuthing, yeah. Okay. And you're solving puzzles and stuff like that. It's really cool. Is it one of those movie promo games? Because they made a no. They made a John Wick game that was like you just shoot people. Really? That's it. Mm. Yeah. But no, it's not a movie promo. It's just like its own little own little adventure. Like you're Batman solving a certain case. You know? I see. And of course, it's Joker, and then you see other villains and stuff. It reminds cool. me of like the. It's fun to one hundred percent. It reminds me of the puzzle games like uh. Uh, the briefcase bomb game that I always forget the name of, uh, where like you play with friends and one person has like a man- uh, manual for how to defuse the bomb. Oh, yep. keep talking and nobody explodes. Yeah, keep talking and nobody explodes. Okay. But also, uh, I think it's called like uh, it, it's some like escape room type game. I forget what it's called, uh, but it's made by the same people, mm. and it, it's kind of like that. Except you're more so you are in a situation and you have to get out of the situation by using the clues in the environment. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing what this that's what this Arkham one is. I guess you yeah. like use clues in the environment to solve the mystery. Yes, but and you and you go through like multiple places. Wait, does it is one of the missions where Nightwing is like dead? <laughs> oh God, it's been a while since I played. Maybe. I think I maybe, might have seen a YouTube video. <clears throat> I maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, but it, it was fun. Like I, I spent to one hundred percent. The game took me like two hours. Oh, so it's pretty two small. four hours. Yeah, it's a quick game, but like you know, you go at your own pace. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So Joe, yeah. so, um, unless you had to uh, well with with VR, uh, <laughs> <laughs> VR in my opinion is a very very great piece of innovation. That's like. I don't think people have, like, utilized it enough, but at the same time, it's like nobody's sleeping on VR. Right. Uh, it, and I wanted to take my Delta game today and make it about innovation. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a few questions relating to your favorite pieces of innovation, innovation. in media. Innovate. Innovation, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, defined as a new method, idea, product, etc. Uh, so my first question for the both of you, what was your favorite innovation in gaming? For me, it was VR, but it could also be things like uh, the the first 3D Mario game with Mario 64 or anything oh, like man. that, where they, they had an idea and they twisted or made something new about it. Okay, question about your question. Meta question. <laughs> Our favorite innovation, but does that mean, like, something that we've experienced 
or just that you like the most it's your your favorite like wow i'm so glad they did that in video games because because it's i'm asking because it's like it's very easy to say better graphics but like that's not what you're that's asking. not that's not innovation though like uh, there is innovation in order to get better graphics mm. but better graphics has been a part of video games for forever it's not okay. really like grabbing a new idea and like placing it in like maybe like the Wii would be imagine right. if we still had 1950s graphics for all our games that'd be pretty <laughs> awesome I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a choice based storytelling cause uh, the, like the Telltale games and the Life is Strange games it's a very unique way of it's not like absolutely groundbreaking but it's subtle enough to give games that normally don't have any replayability a, a lot of replayability and you put in yourself in that character's shoes, and th- playing those games, you learn about yourself, I guess. I also like in those games where it's you see the option, I slightly disagree with you. You press it, and they, they say, F*** you, you're going to hell. <laughs> I hate you. Goodbye. And I was like, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> no. Please. Uh, Max, how could you? I would say, I would say <laughs> portability. Like the option I see. to take your games on the go, not 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 specifically like the Switch, but of course the Switch is like the ultimate version right now, or I guess I think the one of the Game Boy would be one of the first of those. It's the, yes. There were some before, but the Game Boy I think well, was the most popular. Maybe the most popular is the DS. Well, I mean, in terms of like the first to innovate that, the first is the Game and Watch. Oh, true. I forgot about the game. <laughs> Everyone forgets about the game. Yeah, right? Bro. <laughs> Fun fact. You know how people say um, Pac-Man is the first video game character? Technically, is Mr. Game & Watch because uh, the Game & Watch first released a month before Pac-Man did. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I'm not saying specifically, like, you know, Game Boy or the Game & Watch. I'm talking about, like, personally, my favorite thing is just DS por- Lite. Oh, I see. Because, it, just because it means something to me. Because I was, like, my first system... And um, it, it was, like, the, the new 3DS XL was, like, my first co- console that I bought myself with my own money. You know, it's, like, I don't know. Yeah. Layers. I got you. Um, all right. So next up we have what was your favorite innovation in a live-action movie or show? Oh, my God. Uh, for me, I put uh, the volume, which is the the thing that they use that I always mention in Mandalorian and other shows where it's, like, the, the LED walls uh, that track with camera movements, so you oh. so you can film on any location oh while being on a set. Right. Um, I I think like that alone just makes it so that there's so much more potential in a lot of different mediums. <clears throat> I'm a sucker for when horror movies and I guess action movies to build suspense. Um, cut the lights and then frequently flash them back on and you see the character be in one place and then they're another place and then <laughs> yeah. they're another place. Oh, I, see I love saying. that. Mm. I wonder who was that, the like, first to do that. I don't know, but that it scratches my serotonin. That one has to be a pretty old technique. Yeah, but it's very effective and they still use it to this day with especially horror movies. Yeah. I think there was a scene in a, the latest James Bond. No, in Batman, just like that. Oh, Batman definitely has a lot of Batman benefits like, that. like from that Wow, beautifully. Is it, wait, is it the one from that like scene in the trailer where like he's the you can only see him because of like the gunshots? The gun yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh that God. was so cool. That that's that so that's cool. pretty innovative. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, live action. That's what's killing me. Um, I think. Don't worry, we'll get an easier one for you. Right. 
Uh, I think I think sound like Dolby. You know Dolby Atmos. I see what. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know because because going to theaters watching films um like like at a certain point the, the the best you can get to is like an IMAX film that's just better screen quality or whatever but when i first went into like a dolby atmos theater um you know you know how um right before we get like previews or whatever uh, there's like this little i guess trailer that showcases um uh, like this is why IMAX is cool. This is why Dolby is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like the little shorts that they put on. Yeah, now with surround sound. Yeah, right. Um, the first time walking, like sitting in that, uh, the Dolby thing was was like showcasing surround sound, and like it showed like waves crashing and stuff. And of course, it's not only just sound for a Dolby theater. It's also like very, very, very nice screens. Uh, at the very end, like cuts out to black and it, it stayed there for a while and I'm like is the screen still on and then like uh, uh, text pops up yes the screen is still on and I'm like oh so the black is <laughs> the, 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 the black, black light is black is just not light yeah and it's just Dolby I guess yeah, yeah. I, I think that isn't Dolby, but but I in turn. So you're saying like theater tech improving is what? I guess yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. And then uh, we have what was your favorite innovation in animation? Okay. Uh, for me, uh, I put the. I don't know if this is like innovative to in, in, to the Spider-Verse or if there are other movies oh that did God. this before but using 12s when Miles was inexperienced animating on the 12s and then once he learns how to use his powers they animate him on 24s mm. uh, so when he doesn't know how to use his powers he looks very choppy in his web swinging and all that and then when he finally gets it down then it's like super smooth and crisp oh, and all that yeah, like yeah, I thought yeah. that was like you're using the medium as part of your storytelling which is mm. super cool yeah, that movie was full of innovation. That, that movie was innovation central. Yeah. That's why it's one of the greatest movies of all time, I think. Uh, let's see. I'm a sucker for water. I think uh, when water looks good in animation, it's it's really effective. Okay. What was that um, Studio Ghibli movie we saw with the pilot, Porco Russo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that Porco one was, Russo. Yeah, that yeah, one yeah. was awesome. And mm-hmm. most anime movies in general ha- seem to have it down. However, if you watch, like, old like 90s cartoons and and there's the beach episode <laughs> and it's just kind of a blue p- plane <laughs> that doesn't move yeah that's Fair. also fun to me yeah. i like that i can respect how do you feel water. about spongebob water i think it's really 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 good and innovative because most of the time you don't realize it's there uh, but what about at the beach? What do you think oh, of that water? Oh, it's tar. Is? It's I mean, yeah. it's literally tar. That's the scientific explanation. And but they think it's water because they're underwater. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of stuck between two. So um, the lesser of the two is um, shows that like have uh, okay Voltron, Legendary Defender. There are moments in the show where everybody's you know is like. 
yeah, and it's and this, this everything is white, and yet you get the the black outlines like starting to like fade or not fade, like stretch or whatever. You know what I mean? Are you talking like the the Gurren Logan type thing? I think so. Where where because yeah, I think. I don't know if Gurren Logan was the first, but Gurren Logan was the first show I noticed it in, where like the dude dies and the like it goes that black and white, but the lines fade, mm-hmm. and then he like fades out, and it's just line drawing. Yes, yes, I love that so much. I just think it looks super duper cool. But I think like my most favorite—I can't find the picture. Oh yes, I can. Like like this stuff. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. this. Sorry, audience. Um, <laughs> you won't know what it is. <laughs> it's it's when they because I like show me it again. Yeah. Uh, they add like the there. like motion, uh, and like intensity through yeah. those like lines. It's yeah. not it's not like the anime lines in the corner though. You do see some of those, mm-hmm. but it's more so the the lines that like imply motion or resistance or mm-hmm. whatever. Because see, uh, what's his name's Hunk. chin? Hunk's chin. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely him looking upwards, yeah. and so that his chin that's is just her lines. down. That's you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Everyone's looking down, but hunk. Yeah, <laughs> that is like the lesser of the two. But what I really, really love is when um, sh- animated shows go by like maybe the tempo of the music that's playing. So I think of uh, Bebop and Samurai Champlo. For example, you know, like, because music is very heavily emphasized within, like, action sequences or, like, um, um, yeah. Yeah, I got I think, you, I got I think, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, to add to that, <laughs> I just recently started watching Samurai Champloo. Yeah, I got to start. I got to start. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's. Like it isn't as good as Bebop, but I wasn't expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. But it is still like it has it's the that same vibe. person. It has that. Oh, I mean, even the voice actors, yeah. a bunch of them are the same. It's it's like I was like, oh, that's fake. No, that's not fake. Yeah, Richard. <laughs> Richard is excited to uh, for us to finish that uh, because he wants to do an episode. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch more episodes. <laughs> then. I but, love to have Richard. But kind of episode. on that note, where it's uh, action to the beat. It, yeah, I've I've recently like gotten an appreciation for one of the greatest animators of our time, Monty Ohm. Okay. Who did our Red versus Blue? Oh. And Ruby. Oh. His, like, I think his first ever animation is just Master Chief fighting Samus. Okay. But and it's just him. And people in the comments were like, "Wow, I didn't, I can't believe it's one guy." We thought Bungie did this themselves mm. because he made his hits have impact. And many times in like his later work with Red versus Blue, the punches would time up with the beats in the music mm-hmm. and it was amazing you see that a lot with texas fights yeah tex yeah. the main fight and his most popular is tex versus the reds and blues yeah, yeah which yeah. has like a few hundred million views on youtube and that that is a perfect example of why his style just can't be replaced and it's amazing yeah uh yeah rest in peace my spoilers for an episode coming soon but we did kung fu panda recently (laughs) and at the start of kung fu panda 2 there's also one of those oh Uh, uh, the flying feet of fury um about that I, I I don't know. I just <laughs> I I remember wild. it's it's Poe's first fight in the episode, and he's he's they they fight, and there's somebody like playing music. I think. Uh, oh oh they, yeah. There yeah. are a bunch of the beats <laughs> in the fight follow the same like m- melody. Yeah, that's that the, the second, performers that's are. That's the second movie. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that stuff was that's also fun. Yeah, that stuff's really cool. Yeah. I, I love that. All right, last one. Uh, what older piece of media, and by older I'm going to say 10 years or older, mm. um, holds up today because of its innovation and its time? 
Uh, what piece of media? What piece of media in general? Uh, for me, uh, I for first for examples to kind of like help you all out. I put Doom as the first FPS. Oh you my can God. still okay. play the first Doom and be like, this is fun. Yeah. And Metal Gear Solid, the first Metal Gear Solid, because mm-hmm. it looks dumb. It's got an amazing movie-like story, and it revolutionized stealth. Um, for my personal oh. answer, I put Wii Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Wii Sports answer. is never going to not hold up. Right. Right. Okay, I have a few answers here. I'm going to go with, first of all, being Quake, the first, like, uh, FBS yeah. multiplayer sandbox, yeah. which games to this day are still based on. So, shout out to Quake. But on the movie side, I'm going to go with uh, The Shining. There was a ma- There's a lot of creative, like, um, techniques they used to film that movie, and some of which you see today in movies, in uh, Jordan Peele's, like, movies like Nope, Us, and um, Get Out. There's a lot of homages to that and, like, similar shots I to you. The Shining. So, Shining all the way. It's an amazing movie. Um, yeah, I think anything Spielberg, you'll get a lot of innovation in because he he's mm. more he's the type that has the idea and then tries to figure out how to do the idea uh, it, rather than the other way around where it's like you, you learn how to do the thing and then you do it. He's right. like, no, here's the thing. We'll figure out how to do it. I think for video games, I say I would say uh, Metroid, Metroidvanias. You know, like like Symphony of the Night uh, and 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 Super Metroid, and like just the style of game that those are. Yeah, like it's it's one of the most fun ways to play a video game. I think you know, just uh, you are discovering things yourself. Uh, uh, wh- picking more things is making you stronger and if you pick up certain things you get to uh, achieve new uh, areas new locations which has more items new items to help you reach more lo- it's like it's like an endless uh, uh, reward system until you get everything and makes you become an un- unstoppable freaking machine and it's just great but like that's for video games and I guess for like animation wise I mean like 90s anime have a certain vibe to them that like you, we don't have anymore. So I, I gotta give it to Bebop because that Bebop does a lot of things, especially with storytelling, of course, music, of course, like style wise, it's a lot. Yeah, the, I'll, I'll definitely give you the Bebop. Yeah, I, I would honestly say the same. I didn't get, I didn't <laughs> give a TV show or movie, so I'll say Bebop as well. Uh, and uh, I think I think it's like a what a cheap answer for movies, Avatar, Blue People. Ugh. Yeah, I guess uh, you know? the the ILM movie. Yeah. They, uh, they they innovated too many things. Yeah, and made an amazing movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but what you mentioned uh, Metroid Dread, and I wanted yeah. to actually talk about that. Oh, but yes, uh, so, please. Yeah. I'm down. Um, Dread. I feel like we haven't talked about Dread enough on the show. Maybe not. Yeah, let's get dreadful, guys. <laughs> let's talk about Dread. Um, so I've recently been replaying it a little bit. I cool. beat I beat hard mode so I can unlock Dread mode. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play it anytime soon, but uh-huh. it's there. Uh, and I've been doing a few boss rushes. Um, and while I've been doing both of those, also watching Metroid Dread videos in the background. Um, and I... Uh, I forget the name of the guy, but if you look up just, like, Samus video essays, he's, like, one of the guys who does the most on them. Uh... He uh, he talked about Metroid Dread, and he pointed out about like a lot of the stuff I missed in the environmental storytelling the game mm. has. Because we've been talking about environmental storytelling, mm-hmm. and I uh, there's this there's a lot of 
like it teases the bosses in the background before you run into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you run into that underwater boss with all the tentacles, you see the same colored tentacles wrapped around different portions mm-hmm. of the map. Uh, there's uh, different the invisible bosses. invisible thing? The invisible thing you spot, I think it's corp, a corpse of a different one. Yeah. Uh, earlier. And yeah, like you see some movement while you like enter a new room or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's all of the, and even like some of the rooms are just like built to show like this is what happened to this area. Yeah. Um, like the fact that like Berenia is like completely underwater to show that like this place has been destroyed for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, but also how like but also the game shows you later on some of the facilities that are more up to date and more presentary and you realize like man the uh what are the name of the the bird people chozo the chozo are advanced as shit. yeah like like because throughout the game you're like you just figured this yeah. out <laughs> well throughout the game you're like yeah this is future but like it's like elevators and uh-huh. like it's you don't see anything that's like crazy sci-fi future and then samus you, her suit well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'm saying and then you get to that like main chozo room where it has oh, yeah. like it there are like giant chozo statues mm-hmm. across this like train you get there through this like trainway mm-hmm. that's like super gloriously built and you're like there there's advanced in terms of technology and then there's advanced in the sense of like we took time to make our buildings look really cool. Yeah. Uh, the Chozo have both. Yeah. Um, and then the final, and then it, all of that just adds to the final boss even more because he mm. has mm. like the armor, but then he also just acts like a fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry dude. for all the cursing, but like no, no, hey, you Met- can curse when it comes to praising Metroid Dread. Okay. <laughs> we're adults now. We're we're nineteen, right? <laughs> oh my God, you are so right. Uh, there's a lot of things that goes on in the background as you're just moving through the game, uh, especially your first time around. Oh, uh, with Emmys too, like yeah. that's a constant thread. You they're constantly the there. Emmys are also a storytelling mm-hmm. thing because they're not they're not part of the story, in the, except for the sense that you like kill them to get your weapons yeah. to move on in the story. But they're a story thing in the sense that in the uh, the Emmy sections. Yeah. You play them differently because you are now scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also not be scared, but you still have to be caught. <laughs> you, you, you have to at least be cautious. But I was scared. I was scared every time that. I was terrified every time. And like when you start getting to the MEs that can like see through walls. Yeah. I was like, I don't even want to like do this anymore. Can I just like skip this part? There are multiple times after I got got by an Emmy where I'm where I just put down the controller and like breathed. For like a minute, because like I'm I'm feeling anxious. I feel this anxiety, this dread, all <laughs> over, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm learning. But also, you learn you pe- through these enemies. Yeah, these yeah enemies. they end up being really easy once you beat the game. Yeah, once you get over that like an essential fear, and like you you kind of know the layout of the of the area, and like know their little quirks. it's, yeah. it's a breeze. They're not hard, but they. They're an added challenge, yes. which I really appreciate. Yes, and they're, they're supposed to be a brief obstacle. Yeah. Just a brief obstacle. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about today, yeah. uh, this has to do with the car drive over here, which is really mm. funny. Um, oh, yeah. Recently, I've been giving radio more of a chance. I have other people <laughs> using my car, so every now and then I'll come into the car. Instead of being default to Bluetooth, uh, it'll be default to radio. Okay. Um, and Y100.1, thank you today, uh, decided to play like five X-related songs back-to-back. So I'm sitting there on my car drive here today just like, 
I'm sad now. <laughs> Ex-related songs? Like like ex-girlfriend. Oh, I'm sorry. Breakup songs. There are breakup songs. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, or gotcha. not even breakup songs. Just like some breakup songs, some like already broken up songs. Like right. uh, sad, sad somebody boy. that I used to know played. <laughs> yep. uh, Stay by Kid Laroi and Justin Bieber Ooh. played. Uh, what is it? It's something something. No doubt. Uh, <sighs> Did they play F U by CeeLo Green? Uh, they probably did before I hopped on, <laughs> but then, like I just the drive over here, I was like, man, uh, but this this is sad. But then also I eventually switched over to Bluetooth once they stopped. But as I was thinking, as I was thinking about what happened, I was like, man, radio has something that we're never gonna really get out of streaming services, and that's like human curated, like song orders. Like you won't get that, or you could get that out of Spotify, but it, you'd one you'd have to try to make it yourself, or somebody else made it and you found their playlist. Yeah. But for the most part, like you shuffle play. I don't know anybody who doesn't shuffle play when, like playlists they listen to all right. the time. Um, but a lot of situations like that, you won't get that like curated content list like you do in radio. It gave me a small like little appreciation that like radio's still around. No, yeah. I I love to diss on radio uh, because <laughs> streaming services exist. But I don't know. I think I, I think I developed a little bit of appreciation for the medium. T- as a as a person who works in radio, yeah, I totally get that. Um, something that you can't. Okay, have you have you ever been listening to the radio, and uh, you know you're driving back home, and you're almost home. You're like two minutes from home, and one of your favorite songs just comes on the radio, and you know you 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 get home and the song's still playing and you just. Wait until the song is over. Do you yeah. ever just do that? Oh, I do that a ton. Okay, it's not always for radio though. Most of the time, it's like Spotify. Oh, stuff, okay, but. all right. But like, as a radio example, when that happens, you know, like something that you had no control over, right? You just all, a song that you love comes in, and you know, you you like stop, stop, whatever you were gonna do. If anything, you're gonna take another lap around the block to listen to that full song because you know you're not gonna hear that again. Uh, like you can't just go back and like rewind it, you know. Like yeah. it, it's it's a it's a unique experience. It's a unique collective experience. Yeah, uh, I've definitely been like the the thoughts for today, but also I've been kind of thinking about it for a while now. Like, mm. there's a lot of stuff that like radio does that you just don't get with streaming services, podcasts, yeah. whatever. Like you don't get a mix of music and podcast, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> something that I've always really yeah. wanted is like I want to like listen to my songs. But also occasionally take a break from the songs. Like if I'm on a road trip, right. I don't want to just listen to songs for four hours straight. Throw in some like entertaining personalities in there every now and then. And with radio shows, you get that. With some DJs are actually fun. Some suck, but that's <laughs> that's part of the process. Um, <laughs> but everybody likes a certain DJ. If you yeah. don't have a DJ you like, you should be listening to radio more so you can find out what DJs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just in general, there's like, I'm glad it hasn't gone away yet. And now I am scared for it, like plenty of other people are. I don't. I don't think it's gonna. I don't see it. I don't see it going away, but I see it getting smaller, right? Which sure, you, you lose a lot of the diverse content that we like have right now. Sure, yeah, but like I don't think it will ever go away because like, like, you need radio like in a disaster situation. Oh, like, in you that know what se- I mean? Yeah, in that like it won't go away. I, period. Yeah, but yeah, smaller. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Speaking on uh, your way over here, you got us smoothies. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah we want to talk you. about this? Of course. Well, yeah. I, got, I have a point to bring up. So The smoothie diss is coming. Not not dissing. No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. It's just something that, that, I, that is weird for me. So, okay. 
I love Ben 10. That's no secret. Yes. Ooh. And um, in Alien Force, uh, when he's a teenager, he goes to this place called uh, uh, Mr. Smoothies. He His favorite thing is smoothies, right? That's like his, that's like a bit or whatever. And I'm like, you know, uh, as a kid watching this, I am easily influenced by characters I watch and I like. So uh, I try smoothies and whenever i go to a smoothie place which is not often i'm like i'm staring at the menu trying to be like what the hell do i want you know and i sit there for a minute and it's not just exclusive to smoothies but it's like boba as well i can never like pick something and like i don't know like when i pick something i don't always like it like it to the point where I'm going to order it next time. Like, I always forget what the hell I picked last time, and I can never, like, find a favorite. Yeah, that's that's something I struggle with for a while, because I'm a huge Tropical Smoothie Cafe Okay. Fan, but it's been a while. Uh, it, it was a long time before I found, like, my drink, right? Right. Um, <laughs> and what I, ha- what I have to deal with is uh, my favorite drink is a seasonal one. Because <laughs> uh, I, I really like their watermelon mojito. This is just blatantly an ad now. Uh-huh. Uh, um, <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> um, but, like... They only have it during the summer. <laughs> so, so it's like while supplies last. And so oh. I am ordering as many of these as I can before right. the summer ends. But like it, once once it goes away, it's like my incentive to go to travel with these going to drop. I get that. Because it yeah. is the same thing where I'm going to have to go there and start experimenting with smoothies again to try to find the one that fits for me. This I, got, I ordered or I asked you to get me a, 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 a mocha something mocha madness i think that's what it's called it's like chocolate and coffee in it it's good but it's like weirdly chalky yeah that's just chocolate smoothies man right like okay because it's like little stuff like that i'm like it's almost there but not quite it's like this could be perfect if there was just something different yeah so like I think that's the struggle with smoothies. <laughs> this is I not have a smoothie the same podcast. struggle with smoothies and boba. Like for boba, it's so hard because I'm like, there. It's like there's so many options. Like last time I got boba, it was like a long ass time ago. But like I got like some brown sugar thing, and they asked me like, do you want tea or milk? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the difference. What do you think? And I just have them pick or whatever. And I'm like, I can, I never know. And it's expensive. So I can't like try multiple, you know? So I always just ask for boba specifically. I always just ask people what they get. (laughs) Because like, I'll just go to the register and be like, I don't know boba. What do you get? Yeah. And then I'll just get whatever they get. Most of the time it's a hit. Every now and then somebody (laughs) like, I, I think every now and then I ask someone who's probably a bit, I don't know why they drink that drink. What do you What do you like from boba? Like I want I want I to ask you guys what's your favorite smoothies and bobas. That's like where I was trying to get to. Ah, uh, um, I don't know. I would go for a smoothie over boba any day to be honest. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think that's easier. And I would say really just it has to be fruity and creamy. Fruity and creamy. Yeah. The more if there's like chunks of it. I don't like it. I don't oh, like that yeah. it be solids get, in it. Get the chunks out of my smoothie. Every what? place that's got chunks in their smoothies. I just, I'm not a huge smoothie person, to be honest with you, because I don't want to drink something and then be choking. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. What smoothie has chunks? 
Strawberry smoothies a yeah, lot of times. and that's my favorite flavor. Strawberry smoothies and milkshakes a lot of times will But they're drugs. called smoothies. The, the word smooth is in right, the name. Right? So what is with all these people and their chunky smoothies? So is the chunks like also fruit any, slices? Yeah, probably. I guess. But what I'm really thinking about is you guys ever have acai bowls? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I, I don't like those at all. No. But I pretended to to impress a date. That's so. So. Listen, they're not the worst thing good. in the world. I'm sure they're good yeah. for you. Oh. They taste like they're good for you. So Brazilians are huge on acai. It's like, so hard. We love acai, but I hate acai. Um. So like I I am like low key judged by like my sister. <laughs> uh, my sister's a huge SIE fan. She'll eat oh. SIE all the time, and then I'm just like, no, it's not for me. And then I, but honestly, it means nothing in mm. the long run. Yeah. But it does kind of like hurt my Brazilian pride to know that I'm not into <laughs> SIE the same way all my other Brazilian friends are. Dude, I feel the same way with like like flan. Tres leches because I don't like that. Uh-oh. No, no, I don't, and I get so much flack for it. Because how are you gonna call yourself Cuban? How are you gonna call yourself Honduran if you don't like this stuff? I just <laughs> don't. I uh. man, that, uh, that that's scummy. To be honest, don't don't what? shame people for not oh. liking something. Listen, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of cannolis. And you're Italian! I know, and what I've gotten a lot of hell for that. <laughs> but like people have different tastes. Don't be don't be taste racist. Taste <laughs> don't racist. be tasteist. Tasteist. Man, that that means you and, don't uh, have taste. If they they're listening to this, sorry, I did not actually like the acai bowl. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to seem like I was healthy for your sake. <laughs> so oh, we've been there. I just I I took a bite and was like Yep. Delicious. Yep. Mm. That's 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 like me. <sighs> yeah, I did. I had to wolf it down. I had to wolf it down. <laughs> that's like me with boba. Like I've only the only ever the only times I ever actually been to boba like like <laughs> is for a date. You know, it's like I don't want to go, but Just like whatever, I'll go. Get whatever your date's getting. <laughs> that has to be good, right? Yeah, that was my strategy with the acai. But like I don't know. I'm weirdly picky. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna you be know? honest. The nah. first time I ever had boba, I was jump scared by it because I wasn't expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like balls in your mouth, Joe? I not not you don't like tapioca balls in your mouth. I feel like you should have ample warning for when you're. You can a seven, see it. N- not at the place that I went. It oh. was like it was like a it smoothie a clear, place like that. Oh, it, wasn't it was a, a it wasn't a transparent cup. Gotcha. Uh, so I just took a drink and I was like, ah. Yeah, I ha- I hate those two. Uh, they, they don't feel good. Why would you eat that? The bobas? That's my the, favorite part about boba. The balls? Yeah. They're all right. But you have to know that they're there or else you're in for a bad time. Let me I, tell think, you. I think the straws need to be uh, uh, thicker. Not thicker. Uh, larger. Hmm. Like the hole in, in the straw but needs to be bigger. It's already pretty, for the balls. It's already pretty big. I know, but I think it needs to be bigger it's per- for the balls to go through easily. It's perfectly sized for the balls, yeah. but they can be bigger. I know exactly what he's talking yeah, it, about. They can get stuck. Stop <laughs> giggling, Patrick. <laughs> so you want, you want the shaft to be bigger yes. so you can have better access to the balls. Yes. Uh. <laughs> See, he made he made an innuendo joke before me. Wow. All right? Sorry. Wow. No, you're I, not. I was avoiding it for so long, but we just said balls so many times oh. in a row that I was like, well, now I have to. Mm. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, this is a food podcast now, right? Yeah, it's a food podcast Honestly. about video games. Honestly, we, uh, Joe, where are those uh, food reviews? Um, we, hmm. should, we should release those eventually. I think we could kill a food podcast. Definitely. We absolutely can. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. I don't cook at all or bake, so I'd really be, like, lost, but... <laughs> well, I mean, we could also just go out and I get bake. food. I bake like a... Like a Baker. Like a G. Like a... <laughs> Like a he bakes like gangster. a person that bakes. <laughs> yeah, man. That owns a bakery. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he bakes like a person who owns a bakery. I could. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I got. Uh, I got a weird question to ask you guys. It's go like, ahead. It's like, is sure. it food adjacent? Uh, kind of. Let's go. Kind you of. And, you and Joe haven't talked at all about what you've done this month. Just oh, you know. I haven't <laughs> done. Sh- oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm way more concerned about what you're doing. I do want to know your is. question. Okay, I, then I'll save it. Okay, so uh, I've been uh, doing a lot of ninja themed I've been playing a lot of ninja themed <laughs> games. <laughs> doing a lot of ninja themed. <laughs> uh. So, um... Uh, the new Ninja Turtle game came out, uh, oh, yeah, Shredder's yeah. Revenge, so I've been playing a lot of that, and um, I got to a point where I'm like, you know, uh, I beat the game, hmm. and uh, I beat the game like a couple times, and I got like most of the achievements, I just need to like grind and stuff, so like, you know, uh, I, I slowed down, and I started playing The Messenger. The Messenger? Let me tell familiar? you. The Messenger. The Messenger is a perfect video game. At first, I thought you were talking about The Witness and I was about to hit you, but no. it, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, The the Mess is an indie game. It is so freaking good. It's so much fun. There's a lot of challenge, but it's not, like, impossible. Uh, the, 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 the writing is hilarious. It's like, it's like uh, there's a lot of deadpan, Joe, so I'm, you love it. I'm watching the, uh, like, gameplay right now. It yeah. looks really cool. Oh, it's it's only 20 so bucks. much fun, and it goes on sale frequently. So oh, sick. Highly uh, recommend it. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's published by Devolver, and if you know Devolver, mm-hmm. any game they publish is a guaranteed worth your money at least. Um, it, uh, it starts off as, like, a standard platformer like you go from one end of the level to the other beat the boss next level you know like it's it's an NES style looking game at first you know and then after a certain point like halfway through the game boom metroidvania yeah it looks like a mix You're of playing a metroidvania now it looks it has the aesthetics of castlevania but yeah. the gameplay of metroid yeah, that's what a well, that's, that's what, what a metroidvania, metroidvania is. Is. no <laughs> but like it looks just like castlevania i guess it has the yeah, art yeah, yeah. style Ah, uh, I see. And once um, uh, you get access to that, there, there's time travel. But, like, it's implemented very well. So, like, at first you're starting off in the past, air quotes, and it looks NES. But once you get to the future and the Metroidvania opens up, it's, like, 16-bit, Yo. and it's beautiful. So the graphics go along with uh, the, the time, time period. Yes. Period. Okay, that's, it's that's so really cool. creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and like you're not playing as the hero you know like the hero of the story you're the messenger you're just like so your whole thing so this is it's uh uh what's the Hideo Kojima game that everyone makes fun of Death Stranding it's it's Death Stranding I don't know I, well, I, Death, Death Stranding, Stranding is boring. Death Stranding came out after. <laughs> Death Stranding copied the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, I I have know nothing about Death Stranding. I know of it, but yeah, yeah. I'm good. Um, so good, totally worth your time. And okay. I'm and and uh, um, I'm playing like the post game stuff and like bonus content stuff. Very fun. Very cool. Uh, it's great. 
Okay. Nice. Um, it looks co- it looks like a cool little game. It's great, man. You think it's small, but then it gets bigger. Um, yeah. Also, just a moment with that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mentioned Ninjas. already, shouting out Devolver Digital, because mm-hmm. they do this stuff all the time where they, like, host uh, or they publish games by, like, smaller indie companies mm-hmm. that, like, definitely deserve to have their games published. And this, mm-hmm. I guess, is one of them. Yeah, definitely. Everybody, Everybody should play this game. Devolver is one of my favorite video game companies. Are there E3 presentations every year? Mm-hmm. Have you seen them? It's just sh- posting. <laughs> they, they get an E3 slot, uh, and then they just mm-hmm. post on, yeah. on TV. Love them. Love them. They're great. I've also um, rewatching Avatar. Who? Airbender or the movie? Airbender, yeah, sorry. Okay. I uh, thought you were like looking to watch the movie. No, I don't really care that much. What are you watching it on? Is uh, Netflix. Tubi? Netflix. It's yeah. back on Netflix. It's been on it's Netflix. Been on Netflix. I, I, for the longest time, it was like, Avatar's leaving. You better watch it now. It's going to leave. <laughs> but it never did. I think It's I th- eventually going to Paramount Plus. Eventually. Eventually. But, like, screw that. Yeah. yeah. Been rewatching that, and then I'm going to rewatch Korra again, of course. Okay, cool. Anything yeah. you've noticed recent, like, by rewatching? Um. We've already mm, talked about it, like, yeah, we've there's been about two. A lot. We've had three you episodes about Avatar franchise. I have something. Why is the Fire Lord, why is Ozai such a big threat? Well, here's the thing it's not his bending abilities as much as it was like Zaheer or whatever, mm-hmm. it's the fact that he has a whole ass army. Okay. He's a really good firebender. Mm hmm. But his strength is that he has a whole, like, army at his disposal of right. hyper-imperialist uh, dragon-looking dudes. Right. Yeah, that isn't something... You, you don't, They have a united front, which isn't something any of the other tribes or kingdoms or whatever have. Because, mm-hmm. like, Earth Kingdom, it's like you have the the Basingse, but then Basingse doesn't really, like cooperate their military with other Earth Kingdom tribes, villages, cities, whatever, so they're really just what their city can muster. Whereas the Fire Kingdom is literally the entire Fire Kingdom fighting for one cause. The water tribes, they're remotely isolated from each other. They rarely contact Mm -hmm. each other. The Uh, Air Nomads are dead. Yeah, they ain't um, coming back. (laughs) So, yeah. Air Nomads would probably have been the worst, like, like the easiest to target because it's like they... They are completely isolated, really hard to get to. So I'm really hard to get to also means really hard to leave. Yeah. Um, so so that's just Massacre Central. Yeah. Uh, and they're a peaceful folk, so they wouldn't see it coming. Yeah. Sure. But they're at the most, they're like probably the most destructive bending. Remember that scene with his master, Gietzau, like in that room full of skeletons mm-hmm. and Aang loses it? Yeah. That's pretty epic, not going to lie. <laughs> he killed all them people by himself just yeah. by uh, blowing air. Or, or um, uh, the dude who eventually discovers flying it's in Korra. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, that guy's intimidating. Yeah. I, I brought up that question because, like, I was thinking, you know, there's there's nothing all that special about Ozai. He's yeah, Mark he's, Hamill. He's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, like, he, yeah, he's a good bender, but, like, other than that, yeah, he's just a good bender. Like, yes, he has his whole entire freaking nation – uh, backing him, but like the only reason why he's this much of a threat is because of Aang's nature being, you know, a, a monk, being passive, not willing to uh, do what Kiyoshi or Roku so, or whatever is so willing to do. So you're saying he's so strong because he doesn't have the avatar to keep him in check? He's a great foil not necessarily. To Aang. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not 
it's not a competition of strength or skills of bending. It's a it's it's mainly I think it's mainly because of 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 um yeah their nature like Ozai is very ferocious and 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 uh, well that's what I'm saying I'm vicious. saying that like he's uh, Ozai like does the stuff yeah. that ultimately an avatar would be in charge of keeping in check but I, because okay. Aang is so like I don't want to say non-confrontational about it but more like passive about it yes um even still he, because he's learning his stuff yes. again but because of that is because Ozai Ozai's be able to come so strong because mm-hmm. he doesn't have that direct threat of the avatar. Yes, and and I think that's like the only reason why uh, Ozai is, is uh, as big of a air quotes threat as he is because like like comparing villains from Korra and and Ozai, like Ozai is like a overarching he's series the, villain. He's the first big baddie. And what series need to do is they need to up the scales. Yeah. Like, this guy is more dangerous than the guy before. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, and we don't even get to Ozai. We barely get anything of Ozai, of the, the Fire Lord. We get more Ozai through Aang's dreams yes. than we do of actual Which is Ozai, yes. epic. Which is amazing. <laughs> but also, it really, it's. I mean, it's real. Like, it's that's how it would actually be considering how, like, primitive all of these kingdoms are right. like you wouldn't in, in times like that even in our real life you wouldn't see your king ever most people would never see a king from anywhere right so of course we don't see ozai until it's like until it's like time to yeah. see ozai i don't know i just i just think like you know ozai is just a villain to be a villain like he's just bad because he's bad yeah you know that's there's nothing we don't really there's see no layers yeah, but at the same time, because the story ultimately isn't about him. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. That that's just that's like the only thing that I've that I've like thought about when rewatching the Last Airbender, and I'm like, like, why is he that bad, big of a deal? And I guess this is why, and it's kind of you know whatever. My my it's thing for it is probably because it's a kid show. Yeah, and in kid shows, bad have to be bad. But <laughs> in Korra, you get four different villains, which all you get to see their motivations, yeah. their, what drives them, all of that, um, and then like it's meant for an older audience so may i would maybe say that could be the reason why or it's just coincidence yeah no i mean that's also that that's that tracks but um yeah that's all i've been up to i think this month you know rewatching avatar stuff um oh i've watched an entire telenovela uh this past month but not all spanish jane diversion (laughs) okay okay that counts and it's a telenovela but like in english um it's good. I liked it. You know, they're, like, they're fun. They're, yeah. they're fun. <laughs> There's a reason why people are obsessed with them. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a telenovela. It's it's based in Miami, so like, I'm like, yeah, I connect. I connect to a lot of it, and I've been eating a lot of uh, Cuban food recently because there's a Cuban cafe uh, nearby. So like, picked up food there uh, quite a few times this past month. So like, yeah, sandwiches. Uh, no pastries. Pastelitos mainly. Oh, okay. And cool. uh, colada. But yeah. Okay, so back to my main question. Let's okay. go. Like I'm an important c- question. I'm really curious. So. Oh, God. He's pulling out. Oh, oh no. He has to take a sip first. Okay. How boys. many holes does a straw have? It's one. Con- we've had this debate before, but never on air. It's one <laughs> continuous hole. Yeah, I'm with Joe's answer here. I think this one was a pretty quick it's answer. It's a cylinder. It's, it's a hollow cause, cylinder. Because when you dig a hole, mm-hmm. right? 
it, you don't it, you dig a hole and you get passed into something else. It's not like it's got t- the hole doesn't become two holes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if I were dug a tunnel into my basement, that would be a hole mm-hmm. into my basement. It wouldn't be a hole into my basement and a hole outside, if that makes sense. It's yeah. just it's that's just a tunnel. Hole. Yeah, so a straw is a tunnel. Okay, a straw is a tunnel. And a tunnel is a type of hole. A tunnel is a type of hole. Okay, so what's what's a cave? A cave? Well, it's some a caves, very long tunnel. Some well, some caves just like you go in and it's just like dead end. Yeah, just rocks. A cave yeah. is a whole different thing. But like, what is it? A cave can be a tunnel, but a tunnel can't be a cave. Or can't I guess a cave can be a hole, but not always. It can, it can be an indentation. Like if you have a mountain, and how, just like a chunk falls off, and you go in the chunk. How can a cave be a hole if a hole needs to have another end? No, a hole doesn't have to have another doesn't end. Doesn't need to. Doesn't need to. If a I tunnel dig, does. If I dig a one foot hole, there's not going to be another end. It's just just going to be a one foot hole. But how's that a hole? Because I dug a hole and it's one feet yeah, deep. Yeah, right. But like, so okay, so isn't that an indentation? No, it's a hole. It's a hole. Because I dug it, and you dig a hole. You don't dig. But an this indent. is a hole. Uh, this is a hole. No, that's a tunnel. This is a tunnel. <laughs> yes. But my question is, how many holes <laughs> does a straw have? It's one extended. <laughs> one very long tunnel hole. <laughs> the correct word. I think the correct word is tube. Tunnel hole. I think the I think the correct word is tube. Okay, but I'm not asking what is this called. Oh, you kind of are though. <laughs> I'm asking how many holes does a straw have? One. Yeah. <laughs> As well, maybe two. <laughs> it's Dep- either it's either one on or two. I, I'm looking at it's the definition of hole. It's never three. It's either one or two. We're Seven, we're settling this with the definition of hole. Oh okay. <sighs> Let's see. That's nonsense. It's <laughs> craziness. Uh, no, not the rock. I've heard band. this. I've, I just heard this debate recently, and I just wanted to do it on air. This debate has been. A hole is a hollow place in a solid body or surface. So I guess it has two holes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Because nothing, nowhere in that definition defined an end point to a hole. It can go on indefinitely. It cannot. I mean, but it's an opening. So yeah. a straw has two openings. It's an opening that has an ending at the end of the bottom of your drink. So, wait, but that uh, ending is the other hole. No, no, it's not. Because? Because it's, oh, you can, it's inter- if, they're interchangeable. If, How about that? If yeah, okay, we'll I take. take this straw out yeah. and I flip it and I put it back in, I can still use it the same way. Exactly. We'll just make a mess. <laughs> a straw has one to two holes to answer your question. One to two? Yeah. Yeah, because some people will bring out whole, like, physics debates about this. What if you just cut it in half? Then, then you'll have two holes. straws. Or there'd be two to four holes. Okay. Well, you've... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, not two to four. It would be two or four holes. It okay. just depends on your definition of hole. <sighs> okay. Subjective. It's subjective, yeah. Okay. Even though there is an objective definition of hole, and Joe just doesn't want to accept that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm, accepting, I'm accepting it just fine, because the definition is ambiguous. <laughs> and, it, and if I were in charge of the Oxford Dictionary, I would get on this right now. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, John? I know you're John in charge. John Oxford. Oh, I know man. you're listening. Fix your dictionary, John. Piece of shit. Go to hell. We hate you. 
what have you been up to, Joe? So I've mentioned before that this summer I'm working two jobs. Okay. I haven't had a lot of free time. But when I have had free time, I've been watching a show that, uh, you know, provides a very lax and re- realistic depiction of the workplace with heartfelt yet humorous characters in situations that are very close to real life yet uh, just with a little bit of wackiness inserted naturally I've been watching regular show <laughs> ah that brings I've been watching close enough yeah how that, is it uh, it's pretty good so close enough is the show that the people made regular show made after uh, regular show uh, it's just it's pretty good it's just regular show to be just honest just more mature It's yeah it's just more mature regular show well more mature is not the right word. I would say uh, jokes that younger audiences can't hear. But it's well, definitely still just as immature as a regular show There's is. a lot of innuendos in regular show, man. And there are even more in Close Enough. Nice. So I'll give it a shot. Okay. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of them being people, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but I feel like it doesn't change the vibe. Okay. It, it really doesn't. Like I'll it, give it a shot. It's focused around parenting. Because mm-hmm. um, the the male and female protags uh, are both parents uh, to a lovely little child that I for- always forget her name. Uh, I forget everybody's names in this show. Um, but yeah, so it's it's like it's same thing where you have a story, b story. Uh, a story usually follows like uh, either the the couple that I just talked about, and then the other couple that lives with them. They're roommates, but they're divorced. It, it's a thing you have to watch the show or it's like dude and his dude friend uh of this household uh and then girl and her roommate uh as well hmm. it's just a fun little like it's almost like a <clears throat> almost like its own regular show full house hybrid okay so it's interesting sitcom no nah, it's more like regular show <laughs> but you said full house because it takes place mostly in one house Okay. Or with the people who live in this one house. Okay. I gotta say, man, those regular show Halloween specials are, like, probably the top five Halloween specials <laughs> of any media ever. Oh, yeah. Only followed by, like, The Simpsons, because it's the same thing. Well, I feel like if you're on Cartoon <clears throat> Network, right, you have to make banger Halloween specials, because and you're trying to get kids to not go trick-or-treating... So they could watch your special. And they were damn effective, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. The, the regular show and that one Adventure Time uh, Halloween special. Which one? The one where it's like a haunted mansion, but it turns out it's just a prank, except for that one ghost at the end. Finn was like, I saw a ghost. Was that you too? And they were like, no. And it was like, shit, there's oh, a real fucking ghost. Yeah. yeah. You gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I can't believe Finn said that. That's crazy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Finn's classic line, we gotta get the Daddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to have fun time editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's it. I've been regular showing it up. Cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of like, references to pop culture in that show. That's You don't catch when you're a kid, but when you're older, you're just like, hey, that's the lottery. That's Top Gun. And, like, all of season eight is Star Wars. So. I just watched the it, new Top Gun. That makes sense. Yeah. It didn't didn't really make sense to me before, but now that you pointed out, it's like, wow, that's really obvious. I don't know how I didn't notice yeah. that. <laughs> I just watched the, or not just watched, I watched the new Top Gun, Maverick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I watched a little while ago, too. It's good. It's good. It's a good, like, 
solid. I liked the first Top Gun because that was that was an amazing movie. Yeah. Is it? So did you watch the first one? Of course. So like, I've been told that they're very much the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. Good. That's my like that. that's my pr- problem with it. Ultimately, is like people. Uh, I don't I don't know military people, mm. but there's no way military people act the same way now as they did like 30 <laughs> years ago, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of machismo people still. Is I don't know. It, I just don't like military movies, to be honest. Fair. I don't like the vibe of, like, Grr, I'm angry because I know I'm awesome. Grr, I'm angry because I hate the guy who knows he's awesome. Grr, I'm angry because life sucks. It's, yeah. just, it's just everybody's just mad at each other, but also, like, camaraderie, so it doesn't but matter. But, I mean, like, that's what you're going to get if you're, like, one of the air quotes best of the best. You know? Like, yeah, you're going to have a giant stick up your ass. Yeah. So. Egos all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're very delicate for how big and stuff they try to seem to be. Oh, man. Uh, uh, they all, like, uh, the way they act looks like if just things go wrong too much, they cry. Yeah. Is, is, what, is the vibe that they yeah. give me. Like, this is, the, this is the same guy that I feel like if you just took his lollipop, like, ten years <laughs> earlier, he'd be crying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're right. But also, I mean, it is good. It, like, it does lead to a good story, though, through that. Sure. Because it is, like, like people trying to prove themselves and then, like, but, like, proving yourself isn't really what it's about, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, th- talking theaters as well. I watched Thor. Uh, it is it is just another Marvel movie. That's Wow. I, I haven't seen that. I don't want spoilers, but wow. I marveled the hell out. The last Marvel thing that I actually finished was Spider-Man. And I'm not joking. So which the, one? The OG Spider-Man? Or yeah. The no, no, the new one. <laughs> oh, new okay. Spider-Man. Uh, no Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. That which was good. epic. That was yeah. really good. But yeah. I haven't watched anything since. I started Moon Knight, which I liked, but didn't want to finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've mar. I marvelled out. Yeah. Uh, I'm. 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 I'm calling it in. I'm calling <laughs> it a night. I don't. I don't want to like spend money. To exactly, watch it anymore, bro. Exactly. Because you know? at the end of the day, they're really formulaic. Yeah. And if you've seen one, you've seen it all. Uh, that was my like. I went to Thor and I watched it, and I was like, "As good yeah. as it is, it's as good re- as it it's might be, really cool." But it's just like, like I don't know. It's just, I'm used to it already. It's mm. like Ragnarok again. Yeah, because it's, like, it's a thing. It's the same movie by the same director. Again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jane Foster though. God cool. bless Natalie. Natalie uh, Portman. Yeah, she got built. Yeah. She got them gains. Yeah. Good for her. Good for Batman. Good for Pat. All right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another Delta Series episode on Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Don't forget, every Thursday, Eagle Radio Live, the Live 365 app. We are live from 12 to 1. Check us out there. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.